Kate Spiritual Speak. Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are. Here in Colorado, it is morning. It's been quite the adventurous morning here, and I believe Rachel's been having an exciting day where she is. I'm Kate, and I'm Rachel. (laughs) Rachel's in the U.K., and as I said, I'm here in the U.S., in Colorado, and we've been discussing Mercury retrograde, and um, we've also got a full moon, and we just want to welcome you to our program. So happy that you've been able to make it here. Um, You know, Mercury in retrograde is all about technology, and when I came down and Turn, I woke up my computer to begin the day. It said it had no operating system. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> that won't work. <laughs> um, then I went to take the dog out, and there was a blue jay out there having an absolute fit. And come to find out, there's a huge owl that's bigger than my dog in the tree. So um, we had to make different arrangements there. So it's been quite the exciting morning here. Uh, Rachel, how are you doing there? Oh, it's been a lovely day here. Um, yes, technical issues roll on 22nd of September when Mercury goes direct again because technology is not my friend at the moment. Um, but I've had an amazing day. I've, I've spoken to some beautiful clients today, life coaching. It's been a good one. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So we just want to let you know that um, if some, you know, if you're listening to us live and we break up or we actually cut out completely, just hang with us, um, and we're going to ask the angels to come in and help hold that energy so that we can all stay on the line together. I mentioned okay, so that, to- definitely. Yes. So today, Rachel and I are going to be discussing relationships, and this is a really exciting topic. You know, everybody wants to know about their love life, or are they going to have a love life, or can they have a better one, or just who is going to be that special partner for them and what can they do to improve the relationships that they already have. So, um, Rachel, you want to get us started here? Absolutely. Well, it's 23 years today since me and the delightful Mr. Fowler got together and (laughs) we have a great relationship and I think that many people... You know, sometimes they say to me, well, how do you do it? And it's not that difficult. I think we do allow ourselves to get bogged down in overthinking or trying to work out what the other person wants or needs instead of just communicating. And we are as silly and as childish (laughs) and full of fun as we were on day one. And that's Mm. because we have always, always put love first. First and foremost, always. Um, for me, a good relationship is one where you can talk openly about anything and everything and that you feel comfortable in opening up to that person. And there's a great deal of risk involved when we do that, right? We feel vulnerable. We think, mm-hmm. oh, what if they don't understand? What if they don't understand what I'm feeling or saying? What if they don't hear me? But you've got to have that element of risk and feel the fear and just do it anyway because if you hold on to things it just gets worse over time Mm -hmm. so it's good to do that early on because better to find out that someone can't communicate or won't communicate early on in the relationship than further down the line so don't have any fear when you have a relationship with someone and I'm talking about romantic relationships in particular You know, there is literally no subject that me and my husband can't talk about. And sometimes it is scary. And you think, okay, well, do I say this now or do I wait till later? Depends what the subject matter is. But if there's something on your mind or if you want to know what the other person's thinking, you just have to ask them. And yes, there's a risk that they might not want to tell you or they might really be upset that you've asked a question that they might not want to answer but that tells you everything you need to know really because if someone is upset with you for asking a question you then have to ask yourself well what's their motivation why are they upset Mm -hmm. so it's worth 
because sometimes people are really glad that you've asked them a question because they don't know how to open the subject themselves without being prompted. Um, so luckily for me, luckily for my husband, we've never had that fear. We've just literally, whatever's on our mind, we will say it. And it's not perfect and, you know, Disney happy 24-7. We are human beings, <laughs> but we never, ever, ever go to bed on any sort of lack of communication or disagreement or anything like that. We don't really argue and shout and scream, but if there's something, like a point of contention anywhere, we talk it out. We don't let it fester and turn into silence. Um, and that's, that is something I see when I'm doing relationship coaching with my clients. Quite often, they'll just stop talking to each other. And that's the last thing on earth you should ever do. Even if you're annoying the hell out of them, keep talking. <laughs> you find that case. <laughs> you know, when what really surprised me with with in my relationship with my husband is the first time he said, "What are you thinking?" It just totally mm. blew me away. And he asks me that a lot. And I've learned to, if I want to know, like I'll. I'll go to ask him, what are you thinking? And I stop first because I think, do I really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he's probably not thinking about what I'm thinking he's thinking about. He's talk- thinking about something that happened two weeks ago or, or you know, the job, his his construction job, <laughs> you know, or, or something like that, which is so far off topic, you know. And don't be upset when he gives you the honest answer. <laughs> um, but, you know, what, I kiss a lot of frogs before I met my Freddie. And I remember one of my first visits with spirit. Um, I was asleep, and um, my cousin was dying of cancer. And I, she woke me up laughing. She was in another state. She was a 1,000 miles away. And I heard her laughing, and I could see in my mind's eye, I could see her and my great-grandmother, who had passed, and they were, they were sitting in this beautiful garden of yellow roses, and they started talking to me about what um, my cousin, Vicki, wanted me to tell her, her family, her, her parents. And she, then she told me that my daughter was beautiful, and she had never seen her. And she started, I started crying because it was just touched me so much. And then my grandmother, my great-grandmother says to me, you're going to have to stop that sniffing because he's going to make you get up and blow your nose. Because <laughs> I was in bed with Freddie, you know, and, and, I, and, of course, you know, I'm a girl. So I went, oh, well, what do you think about him? You know, I mean, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, to get guidance from spirit, just how cool would that be? And I remember so clearly she looked down at him sleeping, and she said, just love him. Oh, and you know, as a he- my human part went, and just what the heck does that even mean? What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> just love him? What does that mean? And then when I processed that, it was so simple. It was, don't try to change him. Just let him be who he is and support that person that he is from all the love in my heart. And you know, like you said, Rachel, we are human. I mean, things aren't perfect all the time. Sometimes I have to stomp my foot, but not very often because we do have that line of communication open and, and that trust with each other. It's that love, honor, respect, and trust. And if there's one of those things are missing, then it's time to bow out of the relationship. Absolutely, and I I do tell my clients this, that, you know, first and foremost, you've got to respect each other. Even if someone has trust issues, if you respect the other person, you can work on the trust. Mm-hmm. Because it's important that we do bring our best version of ourselves into a relationship from day one. But that's not always possible. You know, some people fall in love unexpectedly. They're not looking for something, and then suddenly there it is. And they might not have had the opportunity to work on their, you know, whatever issues they may have had previously or, you know, 
just come out of a relationship with someone else and they've still got some issues from that to work on. But if you can treat each new person as someone with unlimited potential and don't tar them with the brush you've brought from a previous relationship where someone might have let you down or disrespected you, that's really important that we don't look at new people as potentially just like the last one if they were bad. So mm -hmm. it's important as well that, you know, we do give that person the opportunity to prove themselves. I mean, I I was with somebody for five years on and off before I met my husband. And, oh, wow, he he really taught me that I shouldn't trust men at all. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I didn't allow that to colour how I saw my husband. You know, I just, he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve for me to bring any distrust to him because he'd done nothing to actually warrant me to distrust him. And he never has done. You know, as it turns out, I was blessed and he's amazing. But I've seen so many relationships fall apart because someone can't trust and there's no basis for that. Mm -hmm. And then that sets precedent, you know. How can that person ever gain trust when they know they're not being given a chance? And then there are times where, you know, it's like when you were just saying about, you know, when Freddie asked you, what are you thinking? So many people say to me, I, I see him looking upset and I'm wondering what he's thinking. And, you know, it, could it be this? Could it be that? You know, is it another woman? Is a... Just ask. Just ask. It makes me laugh, actually, because a few months ago, my husband... We were just having a chilled out night, you know, sitting together talking. And he, he was deep in thought and his face looked so sad. And I said to him immediately, I went, what's wrong? You look like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders. What's happened? And he just said, well, I, I really wanted this PlayStation game to be released soon and it's not <laughs> going to get released for three months. Seriously, it can be that simple. They can look like it's <laughs> the end of the world, and I'm counting men and women with this. <laughs> mm -hmm. men. They could look like the world's ending, and you could sit there and look at their face and think, oh, my God, oh, he's not happy with me. Oh, he doesn't want to be in this relationship anymore. Oh, that's it, the world's mm -hmm. ending. And really, it's about a PlayStation game or what they had for lunch <laughs> the indigestion. or You know, you've got to just ask the question <laughs> sometimes and mm -hmm. just go, oh, Okay, well, that's all right then. So, <laughs> respect. I want to touch upon that subject again. You know, quite often we can respond to physical attraction and a bit of chemistry when we meet someone new, but it isn't really meant to get past that. And then it's when we try to force it into something else that we experience pain points. You know, we can tie ourselves up in knots trying to change someone into what we want them to be because we've got it in our mind who we want our significant other to be. Mm -hmm. You have to accept people for who they are. You cannot change a person. You can encourage them. You can lead by example. They might want to change because they're around you and they feel that you know your energy is so great it's inspiring them to be a better person. But you can't actually force anyone to change. And that's a big sticking point. You know, mm -hmm. you have to accept someone with all their faults. And if you can't, then they're not the right person for you. And you need to release yourselves from that relationship and move on. Yeah, it's all about what are you willing to live with? What brings you joy? We have to put ourselves first. You know, for years, I kept looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, that, that line in the song and... And I definitely was, and I was, I was trying to fix things and make things better for other people, and, and that's really not our job. You know, we have mm -hmm. to, when I started actually loving myself and putting myself first, that's when I was able to meet my Freddie. You know, I, my, when I married Jesse's dad, <clears throat> um, that was not a good idea. I, I'm I'm the queen of bad ideas and following through on them. <laughs> and in the past, I've changed that. But um, 
you know, it was it was just something that, oh gosh, this is going to be so great, and I didn't, I wasn't really listening to my inner guidance on what that was saying to me because it wasn't going to be a good thing. And as it turned out, he became a meth addict, and that was really awful. But mm. you know, we, there are things sometimes that we have to go through in order to get to that island of paradise. You know, we. There are certain experiences that we have to go through. And, you know, so many of us, we're looking for love, but what we've really got to do is find that love within us. And when we can love ourselves, genuinely love ourselves, it opens that door. It opens that door for that person who's looking for us because, you know, we're looking for someone and they're looking for us too. And we just have to remember that. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's so important that we do, like I said earlier, bring our best selves to the point where we're saying, okay, I'm open, I'm ready for a new relationship. Because if we refuse to look at ourselves and work on our own issues, we bring all that baggage with us and we dump it straight in the middle of that relationship that's going to happen. And so it really, you know, it doesn't give it a chance before it starts. So... When I talk about us bringing the best version of ourselves to a relationship, I'm talking about acceptance of self. So as you were saying there, Kate, you know, you've got to learn to love yourself. Well, we've kind of been conditioned, haven't we, that loving yourself is a bad thing, you know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. he loves himself. Mm -hmm. Um, Not about loving yourself in an egotistical way, telling the world, oh, I'm so fabulous, you're beneath me. It's accepting who you are, accepting your shadow side, your flaws. You might not like parts of your body that might give you, you know, cause to feel self-conscious because if you don't like parts of your body, you feel like no one else could possibly like them either. Um, So, you know, you can end up really projecting so many different things onto a relationship before it's even begun. So just accepting yourself as you are is difficult. I mean, I've I've battled with weight issues my whole life and I used to hate my body. I used to look at parts of my body and just think, oh my God, disgusting. Now I accept the parts of me that are not perfect and I send them love because if you can't send your own body love, how are you supposed to love another person's body? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, you've got to be okay with who you are and at least accept that if you haven't got thousands of pounds for plastic surgery and you can't change something that you hate, you've just got to accept that that's just part of who you are mm-hmm. and learn to love it. You know, just keep looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, okay, well, what do I like? So for me, it was always, okay, well, I like my face, my eyes and uh, my best feature. I quite like my hair, you know, and then now I'm just like, this is me, this is who I am, I'm working on changing it, I am losing weight, but in the meantime, I like who I am, I'm okay with it, it's fine, Mm -hmm. and the bits I don't like, I work on making them look better, or I'll wear the right clothes so that I look better, Mm -hmm. and then we've got to look at going within. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm glad that you brought up um, the way we look because, you know, especially we as women, you know, we we look at the ads, we look at TV, we look at, at models and things, and, you know, we're supposed to look a certain way, and that's what society teaches us. You know, I have Perry Romberg's disease, and I've had, I don't know, five or four, five, six reconstructive surgeries on my face, and I remember going to Mexico with Fred um, in 2000, I think it was, and then looking at the pictures and and seeing, you know, looking at people looking at me and thinking, feeling bad for Fred that he's with me. I remember thinking that, and I I said it out loud to a friend of mine, and she crawled all over me, and she helped me open that door for acceptance, just accepting, Mm -hmm. like you said, accepting what we look like. And I know when I'm out somewhere, I can see in somebody's face when they recognize, they see the the way gravity has taken over one side of my face and it's trying to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds terrible, but and it kind of is. But I've also managed to get some good pictures that, 
I feel really good about, and I can live with that, and I have to hold on to that. And it's not it's my, their problem, not mine, if they don't like the way I look. And exactly. just accept it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here, Rachel. Um, We're just going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. Rachel and I do not offer readings on the radio show here, but we will answer questions and offer any kind of insight that we may have for you. So if you'd like to call in, please call in at 646-668-8232. And if you'd like to speak with us, Push star two on your phone. So we'll just take a really quick break. Is worry dragging you down and robbing you of joy and happiness? Then it's time you met your worry angel. When you get the free essential mastery tools from the Soul Kisses website, you'll be gently guided to meet your worry angel and learn to work with him to live your life worry-free. There's nothing sadder than an unemployed worry angel. Meet yours and keep him employed. Go to soulkisses.com to get your free essential mastery tools. You're live with Rachel and Kate Spiritual Speak. So today, Rachel and I are holding this warm, safe, loving space for you to think about relationships and to give you insight and some guidance on how to make your relationships better and how to attract to you and experience that loving relationship that your heart's longed for. So Rachel, what are some of the tips that you can give to our listeners? Okay, well... I've shared a few already, but basically you've you've got to remember that you love the person that you're in the relationship with. You know, you've always got to put love first. So if circumstances aren't perfect, and let's face it, in this day and age, a lot of us are looking at, you know, where is money going to come from to cover our expenses and, uh, you know, to keep a roof over our heads? You know, what's happening with, children at school, you know, there's, when you have kids, I mean, I don't have any, but I know you do, Kate, so mm-hmm. you know how it is, you know, mm-hmm. you're never worrying about your children, so you've got all these external factors that can come in and sort of compete for attention and sort of crowd out that initial first burst of love that you had in your relationship, and sometimes if you don't handle things and communicate well and share things, this is where problems start to take root. And then before you know it, you start to resent each other and you're going, is that you breathing? Well, stop it. You know, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) you can get to the point where you're just like, everything the other person does is irritating because you've got (laughs) to talk about the things that are making you feel resentful. So the point is, never let it get to that stage. If you start to feel anything negative building towards your partner, and it's not something massive that they've done wrong, then you need to iron that stuff out. Don't let it fester. Don't let it get worse. Because that is a killer of relationships right there. Mm-hmm. Just not ironing out differences. you know. And we are different. you know. Men and women quite often can have an amazing connection and they might not have much in common. But whatever the thing was in common that brought you together, whatever that thing was that made you say, oh, I really love this person. I love who they are and I love everything about them. You have to keep bringing yourself back to that point and reminding yourself, what was it in this person that I fell in love with? And that's what me and my husband do all the time. You know, we just look at each other with the same perspective we had all those years ago. And, you Mm -hmm. know, ignoring parts that are looking different or, (laughs) you know, any any issues I mean we've been through so much over the years you know I've had major health issues over the years you know and we went through a tough time sort of with career changes and stuff over the years as well but we never ever lost 
sight of the fact that we were a united front. We, it was me and him against the world, mm-hmm. and me and him for in all the positive ways possible. That's it. You have to be that united front. Even if you don't agree on something, you've got to agree to disagree. You can't use it as a as a you know a baseball bat to beat each other with. To keep reminding each other, just oh, remember that time when you were wrong. Well, you're still wrong. No, <laughs> that's not going to work. You know, and bringing up old arguments is the you know that's terrible. You can't do it because. You've got to move through something. You've got to work it out. And then you leave it there. You don't drag it forward like a ball and chain and baggage into the future. You have mm-hmm. to leave something where it is. And if you can't get past it, then you have to look at whether you still need to be together. Yeah. Because that's the point where people are unhappy. Children become unhappy if you've got kids and they're living in a house full of tension and arguing. That's no good for anybody. And that's not sending them a message how a relationship should be between a man and a woman or whoever. So it's really important. Okay. Um, looks like Rachel got disconnected uh, right there in mid-sentence. So, uh-oh. Okay. Okay, I hope that everyone was able to hear me. Rachel got disconnected, and I'm sure she'll call right back in. Um, I'm just going to... Text her real quick and let her know for sure that she just got disconnected. Um, <clears throat> something that I, I wanted to share with everyone is that, um, you know, relationships are about us. They're not about the other person. They're about us. And when we, when something happens in a relationship, okay, let me just let Rachel know she's disconnected. And my phone can't be trusted to uh, type what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, I'm sure she'll call back in. She may have lost Internet connection completely. You know, Mercury's in retrograde. But Oh, there she is. Rachel, you're back. <laughs> hey, yes. Uh, For some reason, you, the universe decided to disconnect my Skype connection. But there you go. I'm back. <laughs> I hope they'll stay back. <laughs> Ooh, well, I was just sharing with everyone that, you know, relationships are about us. And when things happen in a relationship, you know, we may get angry with that other person right off the bat, but we need to look at, okay, why are we angry? What is this experience mirroring to me that I need to look at? And I've learned huge um, healing, had the huge healing processes. When Fred's done really nothing, but I've just become enraged that so, uh, over some um, some life experience, and I remember one day talking with him, and and I was getting really aggravated at what was what we were discussing, and then I started thinking, okay, Angel, show me what I'm trying. I need to see from this, and they started showing me how I was feeling like I wasn't good enough, and when I looked at that, it lost its power, and I was able to follow those breadcrumbs to that incident, and then heal that, and then. You know, and explain to Fred, okay, I got really upset earlier, but I really wasn't upset with you. I was upset with me, and this is why, and this is what I figured out. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, we just go on. <laughs> but, you know, when we can take that yeah, time. I'm sorry, Rachel, you were breaking up. What was that? I was just saying that's a perfect example of not letting anything fester. You know, I mean, the two of you could have gone silent and stewed on that for weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have several people on the line, but nobody has their hand up. If you would like to speak with us, please push star 2 on your phone, and that will let us know that you'd like to come on the line. Um, So, anyway, there are a lot of things that, you know, we can do in a relationship to uh, improve it. You know, and like Rachel and I were discussing, a lot of that is work within ourselves, you know, that, uh, looking within and making those decisions, especially now uh, with Mercury in retrograde, it's a perfect time to look within and look at, okay, what's working in my life and what's not. So if you are um, looking for a relationship, you might want to 
first look at yourself and say, what isn't working in my life? Is there something that's going on in my life that's blocking me from having a relationship? And when you start looking within, any of that less than love energy will be revealed to you so that you can process through it, following those breadcrumbs to whatever started it so you can heal it and move on. Um, let's see, Rachel, you said this is your 23rd anniversary. Oh, yes, 23 years ago today, me and Mr. Fowler decided we would get together. And we had been friends for, like, best friends for, like, two years. And I remember on this very day making a cup of tea for us both. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm just going to have to tell him how I feel. And I just stirred that cup of tea with my back to him for about ooh, a minute and a half trying to get the courage <laughs> to say, <laughs> okay, I need to tell him. And in the end, I just said it, and I, I did it with my back to him, and I said to him, well, I, I am wondering if you feel the same as I do. Um, I've had feelings for you for quite some time, well, the whole two years we were friends, actually. And mm-hmm. I'm just hoping you feel the same. And I turned around and looked at him, and he said he did, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> And that was it from that day onwards. We've just, just, uh, you know, and we do, we are each other's best friend. That's the thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes couples forget that. They forget to be friends Mm -hmm. because, you know, things might have started on a very physical level. You know, it might have been hot and heavy and passionate from day one, and they weren't friends first. So they've Mm -hmm. then got to learn to incorporate that friendship once that first crazy you know, chemical reaction has faded a little bit. You need to learn how to be good friends to each other because wow. you have to have it back. You really do. You know, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes family issues come up, you know, where a lot of my clients talk to me about how, you know, their partner just puts their their family's needs first and they don't often get consulted in what's happening. You know, like they might say, yeah, a family member can come and live with us for a while, and they haven't even consulted the husband or partner. You know, that that sort of thing, that's really important that people feel like they're supported and that you have got each other in the foremost consideration before anything else. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have children, you put your children first. But that means that as parents, you've got to put yourself, your unity together first as well in order to be good parents to your children. Or if you're not together anymore, you've still got to have some kind of civil communication that allows for, you know, the children not to be affected any more than they have to be by that. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Rachel, we've we... got some, a caller with their hand up. Why don't we um, oh, no. take a call real quick? Um, we've got quite a few callers on the line, but only one hand is up. And the last four numbers of your phone number are 9049. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, what's your name? It's Tony. I know you're speaking about relationships, so that's everybody's topic, relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a question? Good... Yeah, I'm just trying to find that person. I mean, I don't know, maybe... Sometimes I wonder if I'm destined to be by myself or something, or I'm just doing something wrong. Okay, well, I'm glad you've called in to speak to us. First off, let me say, you're not doing anything wrong, and nobody is destined to be alone. Nobody. We've all got the potential to share our lives with somebody if we want to. So have you been in relationships before? I I have. Um, I was in a relationship for two and a half years, and that person passed, and I've been single for about a year already. And, uh, you know, I put myself out there because I figured I can't. I have to move on. I know that's what he would have wanted for me to be happy. And uh, I guess... Now, I, I mean, I know what I want as far as uh, relation, what, what to expect from a man. When it comes to relationship, and nowadays I feel like men are not wanting to commit. Mm. Well, first you of know, all, I'm oh, really sorry. Sorry for your loss. It must be really hard 
because yes, it's not thank you not choice that you had there to, to not be in relationship anymore so that makes it harder mm-hmm. in a lot of respects to put yourself out there again right I, I sometimes I feel like that's the reason that I have not I always find a fault in someone or it's that or something you know but then I think we know sometimes we feel it if it's that person or us or maybe that person's not for us. Mm. Do, you, yeah. do, you feel ready, do you feel ready to allow someone into your heart again? I, I think, well, I, I am. I don't say, I shouldn't say I think. I know I am because, like I said, I, I've i gone on dates and it kind of it makes you forget about this whole situation. And you laugh and you, you know, you, you feel alive <laughs> instead of, feeling dead inside because of that incident, you know, I feel, again, like, okay, I'm ready to live. It's a good feeling. Yeah. So what's your experience been after the date? Do do people contact you again or? Well, well, I have gone out and when I go out with him, it's like I never hear from them again. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's, yeah. um, that's and you feel like yeah, we, we, be, we could be talking the phone and we we're great on the phone, you know, like, oh, yes, oh, you know, let's go. Okay, fine. And I'm the same person on the phone, mm. and, you know, uh, me. Yeah. So perhaps you're looking in the wrong places for the right person who's going to treat you in a respectful manner. Correct. Because if this keeps happening then that says everything about those people and says nothing about you. This is not about you. It's about who they are as a person. I mean, anyone that would spend that amount of time getting to know you and then doesn't have the decency to contact you again after a date, that's not the person for you. That's not the person for anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. You know, that is not respect. So you wouldn't want no. to get into a relationship with someone that's that disrespectful so these people have done you a favour because if you had found out how disrespectful they were after three or four dates you'd be horrified right mm-hmm. well I mean and there was this person that I that I went on the third date and I honestly thought that you know okay but you know what he's he had gone kind of like towards the same situation I was so it felt kind of good you know to somebody to understand yeah. but I mean, it just kind of, he just stopped calling me. And one day he just shoot me a text because I apologized the way things ended, you know, like stating that I was too good for him. And I'm like, yeah, I am too good for you. I mean, I don't want someone like that in my life. <laughs> no, you don't. Exactly right. So how are you meeting people to go on dates, first of all? I'm sorry? How are you meeting these people? Are you meeting them online? Some of them I do meet online. Some of them I just know, like I meet, like at work, you know, through a friend. I I, I would not okay. date somebody that I would meet like at a sports club or something like that. But then again, I'm not yeah. much of a going out person. I really do not go out to bars and stuff like that. I'll go to a Chili's or you know, like a restaurant kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that's about it. But not too. I don't know, I think I already grew that that face in my life. Yeah. I would I would stay hopeful because you've just you haven't met the right person that has really truly seen who you are. You know? Mm-hmm. And I only feel that if you keep looking and mix up where you might find someone. I mean there's there are lots of local groups where you can meet people and then form friendships and see what happens. You know, just mix up what you're doing. Try and change how and where you're meeting people. And mm-hmm. go to the places and, you know, go to the places online maybe even where your kind of people hang out. You know, you want to find people that are on your wavelength, that are vibrating on mm-hmm. your frequency, not people mm-hmm. that may or may not fit. So you've got to go to the places where the person you want to have attracted to you and manifesting your life might hang out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because I think sometimes where you are, a lot of people do meet the love of their life through work. You know, they might have been colleagues or whatever. But sometimes circumstances aren't right. You know, you might not work with people that have got the same values as you. It might seem like that mm-hmm. on the surface, but you found, you know, sometimes that's not always the case. So, Kate, do you have some advice on uh, what Tony can do? Well, Tony, um, you know, like I said earlier, I kissed a lot of frogs before I met my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what I did in the end, I had been with a guy for seven years and broke up with him. It was not a good thing. And that's when I learned how to love myself and really do some great things for myself. I know you have experienced a loss. I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, but when And when we have that happen, it takes a long time for us to adjust and move into that space that we are ready. So there may be some things that are kind of holding you back a little bit. Um, so really focusing on you and doing things that are really fun for you would be a really great thing. One of the things that I did was I wrote down everything I wanted in a relationship and what I wanted this person to be, like kind of creating that avatar of my ideal mate, and I put it in my prayer box. And one of the things that I put on there was no smoking. I didn't want this person Mm -hmm. to smoke. Well, when Fred and I started dating, he was actually smoking, and he quit right away. I never even said anything to him. But he just stopped. So that was a sign to me that this was going to, you know, let's look into this a little deeper. This could be something really great. So Mm -hmm. putting down everything that you want in an ideal mate and anchoring that in the universe and putting it in your prayer box or putting it in your journal, whatever you you do. I've done that. I I have a little book that I I have that the book reads, Asking God to show, you know, it's. I bought it on the store. I thought it was so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ask God, you, you shall receive. Mm-hmm. So that's not what I asked. You know, I mean, what I was expecting or hoping to find in a man. And uh, I mean, I, it's, it's just so difficult nowadays with men. Well, you've I mean, got to remember too, Tony, that that like we discussed earlier. That person's looking for you, too, and he may not be in a place where he's ready to be in a relationship. So opening your heart to work with your angels to just really be happy within yourself will open that way for him to be able to find you when he's ready, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? I hope that these yeah. things have helped you, Tony. Yes, yeah, they they have. They, they do. They do. Okay. Just, I find it, I mean, I feel, you know, I've... It's so hard. I mean, a part of him, I was in a relationship for 10 years and became divorced. And then took, it took a while, you know, for that one. I think that one took a little bit longer for me to move on. Because I was half my lifetime there with that person. Mm-hmm. But you and can do then, it. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'm just not, you know, some, I've seen some people that are never get married. I'm like, well, I don't want to end up like that. And I don't want to settle either. And you don't have to. Um, Tony, we are going to have to take a, sh- a short break. Um, but we want to thank you for calling in and, you know, work with your angels. Hold that energy of love for yourself and honoring yourself to open that way for that beautiful ex- life experience with that special person just for you. Thank you. Thank you for calling Thanks. in. Keep believing. Okay, we're going to go to a really short break, and Rachel and I will be right back. Do you need spiritual help? If you want to be stronger, confident, happier, fearless, and a lot more able to roll with what life brings to you, work with me to learn how. I can teach you one-to-one or via distance learning how to control and enhance your natural clairvoyance and healing abilities with over 25 years of my own experience. Begin to transform your life right now with some down-to-earth help, interesting articles and tips at rachelkeen.net. You're live 
with Rachel and Kate Spiritual Speak. Rachel and I are talking about relationships today, and we were just speaking with Tony, and you know, I, Tony was talking about not wanting to be alone and wanting that relationship to come along. And I remember being in those shoes and and just hating being alone and and feeling like everybody was in a relationship but me and and any relationship I had just well to be honest sucked and then when I started looking within myself at okay who am I and who am, what am I about and the angels kept telling me that our mission is love Every time I'd ask them, what am, I, what am I here for? Well, you're here to love. Well, what does that mean? And when I started looking within and working with them and opening my heart to who I am and loving me and honoring me, I became happier. And in that happiness, in that shift out of fear of I don't want to be alone to, well, life's pretty good. I don't have everything I want yet, but I feel really good about me and who I am. Then the doorway started to open for work relationships and meeting my Freddie and moving into work that I really love to do. It opened the way for everything. You know, our relationships are all about us, whether it's with a significant other, our children, our other family members, our people at work. It's all about us. And when life hiccups come along and we go sideways with someone, the first job we have is to look within and go, what is this trying to show me? What's this experience mirroring to me that I need to look at within myself? And when we follow those breadcrumbs to whatever that holds that energy, the energy of feeling uncomfortable within us, then we can heal it. And when we heal it, it catapults us into this amazing experiences that we didn't even see coming. You know, when I met my Freddie, you know, I I feel that same energy with Rachel and Mr. John that, you know, two people who really love each other and support each other on no matter what's going on in our lives. You know, I know Freddie has my back. And he knows that I have his, and I know John and Rachel have that together as well. And you, no matter who you are, no matter what your life looks like right now, you deserve to be happy. And if a relationship with someone who's wonderful is part of what would really make you happy, then it's possible for you. And when you move into that space of love and knowing that's possible for you, it opens the door. Exactly. It really does. You know, it's it's so important to believe that you deserve a happy relationship, if that's what you want in life. There are many people who are happy to be single. Mm-hmm. But if you really are craving a relationship, you've got to be open to the core belief in your very core that you deserve it and that it is possible. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, maybe it won't happen for me. Maybe I'm not supposed to be with anyone. If you tell yourself that, if that's your your self-speak, you're just sending that message out to the universe constantly that, oh, well, it's not going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have that inner dialogue that says, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring him on. Bring her on. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. You've got to have that openness to and and also letting go of the how and the where and the when mm-hmm. you know times you're like oh well you know I'm never going to meet someone I don't go out I don't do this that or the other well you don't have to leave the house to meet someone if you've got an internet connection there are a world of opportunities you can do what you are comfortable with to find someone who's on your wavelength you know, if you think to yourself, the only way I'm going to meet someone is if I go to a club or a pub or a bar, but you hate doing that, 
then you're automatically setting yourself up to fail because you're not going to meet someone on your wavelength if you go out and do something just because you think that's how it should be done. Mm -hmm. So you've got to honour who you are. You know, and like I was saying earlier about even, even the shadow side of yourself, if you know you've got a tendency to be snappy when you're hungry, you know, like to <laughs> really get into an argument when you're hungry, that's then me. you just got to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too, actually. Uh, you just got to, you've got to own that and accept that, whatever that flaw is, and be okay with it and know that you can work on it. You know, there's always things you can do to counteract something you know that's likely to come out. So be where you want your ideal person to be. Place yourself in that environment, whether it's online virtually or out there in the world. You've got to make sure that you are looking in the places you're comfortable and fairly confident that you're going to find someone who is like you. It's so important. And you have got to be open to the possibility. You don't need to get bogged down in the details. Just say, universe, I'm ready, and I'm willing to work on what's not right with me in the meantime, because I want to bring my best self to this relationship, and you know, have someone see me for who I am and accept me for who I am. Absolutely. That way, you will, find someone. You will always find someone. You know, and the whole soulmate subject as well. You know, there's been a lot of misinterpretation of the word soulmate over the years to mean, oh, we only get one. You know, we refer to the one. Well, we can have several the ones. You know, I mean, Elizabeth Taylor had how many? Eight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is never just one opportunity to meet someone that is a soulmate. Our soul group is big. And if we're meant to have more chances, we will have them. We can create them. Absolutely. I have one of my dear friends, Dr. Anne-Marie Evers, is uh, the affirmation doctor. She has manifested several, I think, let's see, her first husband passed away and she wanted to be in another relationship and she manifested her next husband and they had a wonderful life together and then he passed away. And then she wanted to be in a relationship again. She manifested a new relationship, and they were married. And bless her heart, he passed away year before last. And she wanted to be in another relationship, and she has manifested another relationship. And Dr. Anne Marie is in her 80s, and she just totally believed that you know she deserves. To be in a relationship and so she opens her heart and the men who are looking for her find her it's it's a beautiful love story that Emory has created as her life so no matter who you are no matter what your life looks like no Rachel and I are here supporting you that if you want to be in a loving relationship you deserve that you deserve it and it is something that you can have. So just open your heart. And if you need additional help and a hand of support from a human, you know, go to our websites. There may be something on there that we can help you with, help you to support you. Or ask the angels to show you what can help me with this. And they will. They'll guide you to whatever help you need to help you open your heart and be more in love with yourself, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing, and open that way for that person to find you. You deserve it. Absolutely. So do we have any more callers with their hands up, Kate? No, there's a lot of callers on the line, but they don't have their hand up. The To he- yeah. hold their – I'm sorry? I was just about to say, I can see we've got some callers waiting, but no one ready to uh, speak. Okay, so they if you do want to raise your hand, push star 2 on your phone. And um, if you want to call in, I, we have a few people in the chat room. If you want to call in, the number is 646-668-8232. So we're getting very close to the top of the hour. So um, let's see, so we can just kind of sum this up that... If you are looking for a relationship, if you're not in one, to work with your angels and 
open your heart to that love within you and love, honor, and respect yourself and open that way for the person you're looking for. If you're in a relationship that you'd like to be more loving, then look within yourself. What can you do? What's your part that you can do to make it a more loving relationship? If you're in a relationship that isn't as loving that you would like, um, maybe you need to look at is there anything that can be done or do we need to complete this journey and begin a new one with someone else? Yeah, right, um, because we can have times where we've learned everything we're supposed to learn from each other and then go separate ways, you know? So mm-hmm. some relationships aren't meant to be for life. Some are meant to be very intense and burn brightly, and then they're done, you know? So it doesn't preclude anyone from having another relationship that could be lifelong after that. So looking at patterns of behavior, you know, if someone experiences that the same things go wrong time and time again in every relationship they've ever had, then that's time to look within and say, okay, well, is there something I might have subconsciously brought to the relationship and created in my own behavior that I've just not witnessed before? Have I really not seen it clearly? And then you can change everything in heartbeat just by committing to looking within and, like I was saying earlier, about looking at your flaws and being really honest about them. You know, mm-hmm. like, do I do I sabotage myself? Do I do things that push people away? And if you can honestly look open-heartedly and very, very honestly at yourself, sometimes you can really make massive changes, which means that you can have an amazing relationship for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, relationships are all about us. And we have to decide. The only person that can decide what makes us happy is us. And when we make that determination... I'm going to be happy, and we claim that, and we stomp our foot to the universe, and I'm going to be happy. What fills that definition of happy? It could be a different thing on a different day. It's not the same every day. Some days we want to be at home and comfortable and relaxed, and other days we want to be out in the world doing things. So our definition of happy changes from day to day, but that feeling of being loved and loving someone that's something that can be a stationary thing something that is always there with us and no matter yeah. who you are we, you deserve to be happy yeah if we accept that significant other that's in our life and we accept them and all their flaws too then that's true happiness yeah absolutely you know, when I look back at my own life, at the different men who've been in my life, I can see how I grew with each relationship in order mm. to be in the relationship I have with my Freddie now. If I had met him first, it would never have worked because I had a lot to learn on how to love me and how to love others. And I just didn't know how to do that until... Just before we met. Yeah, amazing. Well, I wish everybody listening to us today to have a wonderful, loving relationship. I really do. Because you Mm. all deserve it. Me too. Rachel and I are here supporting you to have that loving relationship that brings you the greatest joy so that you can live your most magnificent life full of love, full of joy, and sharing that energy with the world. So we are right here at the top of the hour, and we want to thank each and every one of you for listening live and to our recordings because hundreds of people come back and listen to our recordings. Thank you so much for being a part of our world and allowing us to come into your lives to support you. So we'll be back with you on the first Thursday of October. Gosh, I can't believe it's already going to be October in just a couple of weeks. Halloween soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Okay, well, everyone have a lovely rest of your day, and uh, come back and listen to the archive of our shows. Last week we were talking about Mercury Retrograde. If you missed it, you're going to want to listen to that because we've still got another week or two of that. So have a lovely day, and we will see you again on the radio. Bye, everyone.